Let's get it. Welcome to Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We have so very much to get into today, including predicting the second half of the NBA season. We're recording this on Thursday evenings, coming out Friday, before any games have been played. We haven't seen an inch of basketball after the All-Star break, but we're going to give you every prediction you need to know. And we're also going to touch on a little NFL free agency scuttlebutt and whether we think certain players should leave or not leave. Cooper did a fantastic job of compiling every segment we're about to do today. So, Cooper, the floor is yours. The floor is mine. Wow. Well, obviously we haven't – I know I haven't watched a lick of basketball since <laughs> before the All-Star break. So, um, we're just going to get into it. We're going to jump in. Who's going to have the best season in the East or West? You know, there's a lot of options here. We've seen a lot of teams injury-riddled. <laughs> Um, but obviously we have the standings after the first half of the season, but it's time to talk about the second half. Jack, Western Conference, who will have the best season the, in the second half? The best second half season, I'm going to go the L.A. Lakers. I mean, that's your answer. I, I, like, it was them or the Warriors, and I know yeah. this sounds repetitive, but they're a veteran team that doesn't turn it on until this point of the season anyways. They've had guys like D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, and uh, Rui Hachimura not knowing if they're going to have jobs for L.A. past this point. Everybody's safe and knows they're not going to be traded now. They're going to lock in, and I think they can make a push for the five or six seed. I just think with their remaining games, L.A. Lakers are the team to watch in the Western Conference. They make a big, big push. Same with the Phoenix Suns, who are 16-6 and six in their last 22. I think the Suns, with Bradley Beal healthy, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker playing their best, best basketball still, those are the two teams to watch in the West. You, you named two of the three teams I had, so I'm just going to name that third team, and it is the Warriors. I, I, I'm going to compare the Warriors to what the Clippers did. Mm-hmm. The Clippers, at the beginning of the James Harden trade, yes. they kept trying to start the lineup of Russ, James Harden, PG, Kawhi, and Zubach, and it was just a debacle. And then Russ said, look, I want to win. I want to win. Put me on the bench. Let me run me around with this unit. Let mm-hmm. me at least give us a chance on the bench unit. And they've been dominant since then. They're number three seed. I think they'll end at the two or the one. But – I think with the Warriors moving Clay to the bench and watching, I mean, we've only seen one or two games of this, mm-hmm. but it was incredible. And I'm sorry if Clay can keep his pride down long enough to keep coming off the bench and be that six man at this point in his career, that team can be dangerous because their bench unit had been pitiful the entire season. If you put Clay on that bench, play him only 20, 25 minutes, that's a beautiful recipe. And I think with the layout of the Western Conference right now, I don't think the Pelicans will be at six. I don't think the Timberwolves will be at one. I don't really think the Mavericks or Kings will be at their positions. I think there's a lot of ground to make up for both the Lakers, Suns, and Warriors. So I'm glad you mentioned the two teams that I was trying to pick between. Couldn't have said it any better. And I want to ask a follow-up. You mentioned two teams that you think are going to fall. I think the Timberwolves are that team. The Thunder, Clippers, and Nuggets are all within three games Mm -hmm. of them. I envision all three of those teams passing the Timberwolves with their schedule heating up. And I said it a couple of weeks ago, I think the Suns will be in that four spot. I think the Timberwolves can go from one to five into not even hosting a playoff series. Beautiful segue into who has the worst second half of the season I in think, the Western Conference. I think it's the Timberwolves and um, the Pelicans, another team you mentioned. A team I could go see going either way is the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. You and I love the Daniel Gafford move. We hated the P.J. Washington move. Kyrie still hate the P.J. Washington move. Kyrie, exactly. Kyrie's back healthy, and him and Luca have only played 600 minutes together. It sounds like a lot. It's really not. Mm-mm. I don't know how that's going to go. I could. The Mavericks are that team. It's like I have no idea. The Mavericks are for sure the team that's just kind of sitting there on that bubble. But the problem is with them, like 
even if they're mediocre, they're still going to be sitting here in the play-in. That's the, where I have them anyways. Like, I don't see them going out of the play-in. I don't see them making the playoffs. So, they're just kind of in that mid-tier of the Western Conference right now. But it is the Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves are like that team that, yes, they've looked awesome. They've been one of the best defenses in the NBA. They have no offense. I'm sorry. You've got to have offense in the playoffs. And I just don't even think it's going to matter because they're going to get into way more competitive games come the second half of the season. And they're, I just don't think they're going to be capable. I just don't think they're capable. Mm-hmm. I really don't. We've watched them in the first half of the season struggle against the lesser opponents. You can't do that. Because like you said, the Lakers are about to ramp it up. The Suns were ramping it up going into that all-star break. The Warriors are going to be ramping it up. The Clippers, Thunder, and uh, Nuggets are all sitting right there. Like, there's just too much at stake, and I don't think the Timberwolves are ready to take it. I agree with you, and I, I've i never seen a Western Conference where it's succeed or blow up type of year. Yeah, We look at the Golden State Warriors. They're on the brink of blowing it up. The L.A. Lakers, we've heard the LeBron noise. The Los Angeles Clippers probably have the second-best shot behind Denver to make the NBA Finals. If they don't, though, Tyron Lewis in the last year of his contract, he may go elsewhere. Paul George is a free agent. Philly will be pounding yeah, on his door. For real. You got the L.A. Clippers, the Lakers, the Warriors. If Luka and Kyrie f- find a way to slide out of the play-in entirely, I think Kyrie Irving or Luka is unhappy and they want to leave – the Pelicans, you can't keep that core of Zion, uh, B.I., and C.J. McCollum if they don't have success in the yeah. postseason. So there's there's a lot of potential blow-ups that are down the future. Oh, for sure. And it's – just to stay on the Mavericks for a second, because I was obviously watching Instagram this morning just trying to come up with some stuff for the pod. And Jalen Brunson was on – I believe it was All the Smoke. I believe that's who yeah. he was on. Um, and they just asked him, they said, go through the entire season – in your contract year. And he was like, yeah, you know, at the beginning of the year, they were like, look, we want to resign you. Four years, $55 million. That's like as much as we can give, like based on your contract. And he was like, or I think he was willing to accept it then, but the Mavericks were like, no, let's wait 2025 games, see where we're at. Well, 2025 games, he had gotten some spot starts and he was averaging like 20 and six in those spot starts. And they were like, he went back to the table. It was like four years, $55 million, Like, let's do it. And they were like, no, 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 no. We're going to wait a little bit longer. So you get to the trade deadline. He's like, I'm for sure thinking I'm getting traded. He's like, I mean, I'm for sure. Like, clearly you've seen me excel in a starting role. Like, somebody's going to take that expiring contract and move on. Didn't get traded. And I'm like, all right, I'm not fooling with this. And then, obviously, playoffs happen. And then they try to come back. Later. They try to come back. And I was like, no, nah, I'm worth way more now. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just funny to look at. They were in the conference championship that year. If you had just kept Jalen Brunson and not even dealt with this Kyrie Irving stuff, you keep Dorian Finney-Smith, you yeah. still you go get Daniel Gafford if you want. Yeah. Like, that team is a quality team. Yeah, it's one of a Hall of Fame blunder of Mark Cuban's career. Yes. He gave Kyrie Irving three years, $126 million, mm-hmm. with no proven success and not even play-in success. Jalen Brunson was the reason they went to the Western Conference yes. Finals. You asked Luka Doncic, he told J.J. Redick the same reason. Luca was hurt in that Utah yeah. series. They knock First off the number games. one series, or yeah, they knock off the um, the Utah Jazz, and they knock off the number one seed in the Phoenix Suns that year. Yeah, Jalen Brunson was the reason they made it, and they did not even bother to pay him. Instead, they yeah. take a flyer on Kyrie Irving, who's been so reliable for yeah. every team. Yeah, and I mean, you go from could have had Jalen Brunson to Gosh. now you went from Kyrie. You leverage all the good players that you had. You get Grant Williams, you get rid of him. <laughs> like, I mean, this team has just been one dumpster fire down the road. And at the end of the day, I think Luka will end his career as a Dallas Maverick. I just feel like he's going to have a similar 
dirt in a whiskey career. I just feel that way. I don't know why. Probably because they're from the same place. But like, Kyrie's not gonna be there. No, Kyrie's no. not settling for playing. He's not. And the Lakers with the three first round picks will be calling Kyrie Irving. They'll be calling Trey Young. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a lot to be said this summer. You want to move to the East? Yeah, let's get to the East. All right, let's let's just keep the same pace. Uh, who's gonna have the best second half in the East? This is crazy, but as far as jumps, yeah, the Miami Heat right now are in the play in a seven. Okay. You look at the Knicks, who just got bad news on Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. The Heat are three games back from New York Knicks. Yep. I envision the Miami Heat being a home court playoff team and really pushing down the stretch. Jimmy Butler finally flips the switch. They figured out with Terry Rozier and Eric Spolstra get shit figured out in the Eastern Conference. I think them or the Milwaukee Bucks. I just don't think there's that big of a leap for Milwaukee to make. I yeah. think Miami, there is that, that wiggle room where they could be the best team in the Eastern Conference. And not to mention, looking at Miami's schedule – they play Toronto, who's been the worst team in basketball since the trade deadline. They played them twice. They play the Pistons three times, mm-hmm. and they play the Hornets twice. Those are three. Those are seven games you should <laughs> I love sweep. The quick Sorry, the quick those are seven fun. games you should sweep. Yeah, it's an easy second half schedule, and you have veterans that turn it on. I won't lie to you, like one thousand percent of me of all fifteen teams in the Easter Conference. I was never in a million years expecting you to say the Miami Heat. Like, I I literally looked at these, and I'm like, who is he going with? And then you say Miami, and I'm like, just never in a shadow of a doubt did I think you were going to yeah. say them. I love what you said. Though. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I had no clue they had they had that kind of an easy of a second mm-hmm. half. It's just they're one of those teams that I'm sitting there, I'm like, they're somehow always going to end 500 or yeah. barely above 500 just because that's how they, like, take the, all, or the regular season. But, like, I could totally see it. Like, Obviously, the New York Knicks' bad news is not great. Um, and they were one of those teams that you and I were like, man, second half, if they get their players back, like that yeah. could be a dangerous team. I still think that. I think they're still going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. I just don't know. That Julius Randle news isn't great. Um, yeah. But you have seen Precious Achua kind of excel in his role. Hartenstein's awesome. Exactly. But I don't know. They're, you look ahead of them, tough. bro. The Pacers are 7-8 and eight with, since the Pascal Siakam trade. Yeah. The 76ers are without Joel Embiid, and the New York Knicks are without Julius Randle. Yeah. Like. I th- there's definitely room to be made up, and shout out to uh, – it's not through the wire anymore. It's called Numbers on the Board, but they were doing a draft of, like, second-half wins for each team, mm-hmm. and Pierre had brought up the Miami Heat and brought up them playing the Pistons three times yeah. and the Hornets. If, if like, I, that makes sense. If you hadn't said that, I would have, like, made fun of you, but, like, that is a fair statement. Yeah. Like, that's seven games that, like, mm-hmm. not only should you win, you mm-hmm. should be able to set the starters in the fourth quarter. And I think Jimmy and Spo are like, look, we know we made it to the NBA Finals, but we were down – yeah. To the Chicago Bulls in that second playing game. I don't even want to dick around with that. Yeah, issue. let's not play with that. Mm-hmm. You're going to probably be weirded out by the team I'm about to pick, but I was going to pick the Knicks, and then obviously the Joyous Randall news came through. But mm-hmm. I'm going with this team just off of a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's the Indiana Pacers. And this does not have anything to do with my Tyrese Halliburton love. It is just this team has been so bad with the Pascal Siakam. Obviously, Tyrese has been injured for a lot of those games. Uh, but – I think they're going to start figuring it out. Get healthy. Not necessarily defensively, but they're just going to figure it out to where this team is just a hard out, night in, night out. And I just feel like they're going to be so good offensively once they start figuring out and getting it clicking. It's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just going to be hard to beat them. Even if you can score 120, they can score 121. Like, I just feel like they're going to be able to do that. And I'm not confident in Philly. I'm not confident in the Knicks now with the Joyous Randall, and I'm really not confident in the Bucks with what we've seen. I know they're probably going to start kicking into high gear, but I'm just not there yet. So, I don't know. I was going to go Indiana, and I'm going to stick with it. 
just because you said Miami, I feel like it's funny that we're picking six and seven. So I'm going Indiana. Dude, the Pacers, Tyrese was telling Pat last week, he was like, this break could not come at a better time. Yes. Because he had been on a minutes restriction since mid-January. Yeah. And hopefully he'll be off of that uh, starting tonight. But, yeah, I, I think Tyrese and them start to figure it out. I'm there with you. Did you see the videos of him at All-Star Weekend? Yes. Yeah, like partying. Oh no, 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 oh, not okay. partying. I thought you just meant like no. at the All Stars. No, no. He was he was this having dude, a good time. Yeah, this dude of course had an All Star party, and there was so many. He was up on stage. Devin Walker, by the way, he had said earlier in the week because he his homies were up there. He said every girl I talked to said they felt like they knew Tyrese after that weekend. I was like, oh, oh my god. Boy, and then boy. I I was scrolling on uh, TikTok last night. And I see him up, like, performing with 50 Cent at his all-star party. He's up there, like, rapping with him. And then some R&B artist, he's, I think it was, like, Neo or somebody he was rapping with, too. He's just up on stage. I'm like, dude, shout out to you. You're an ambassador for the city. Really the only bright spot all-star weekend. Dude, 1,000%. And, I mean, all – I don't know about your feed, but my entire feed is All-Star Weekend and Tyrese because obviously yeah. you know how much I love Tyrese. But mm-hmm. uh, I just thought it was funny. They, like, asked him in an interview. I don't know if this interview was recent or if it was just a long time ago, but it just popped up today. And they were like, can you, like, walk us through draft night? And he was like, well, there's a couple teams that I was just sitting there. I'm like, how in the hell are you not drafting me? Like, yeah, he's like, he went 10th, didn't he? Yeah, he was like, I really wanted to go Warriors, but I just knew I wasn't going to do that. Like, mm-hmm. they weren't going to take me uh, with what they had on their team, but I really loved the fit. Um, and he was like, but I knew after the first three went off the board and Anthony Edwards, LaMelo, and uh, James Wiseman, he was like, I'm the best available player. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and at six, the Detroit Pistons needed a point guard, and they took Killian Hayes. And he goes, and I remember, like, my uh, – in our, like, draft day booth or whatever, he was like, the camera kept pointing to me, like, every time the pick was in because everybody knew that I was the best available player and most of those teams needed a point guard. And he was like, they panned to me when the Pistons, my agent's just behind me going – and he's like, are you fucking kidding me? I didn't get picked by the Pistons. <laughs> and, and then he goes, and I saw Kelly and Hayes pop up and I started laughing. He was like, I didn't even know how to respond to that. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, obviously it worked out the way it was supposed to, but he was like, man, I'll never get over the Pistons not drafting me. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. was like, damn. You can't blame him, dude. No. I remember um, the guy who used to work for ESPN, he's in Portland's front office now. I think it's Mike Schmidt. Schmidt, yeah. Yeah, he was super high on Tyrese yes. going into that night. He's, he saw, he was like, this guy's going to fall, and he's going to be the like biggest regret. Yeah. He was right. He oh, was I feel right. like we got into to see a little bit of that with Cam Whitmore this year. Cam Whitmore yeah. fell out of being a lottery pick to like the twenty something overall pick, and he's been hooping. Yes, he Rockets. has. Uh, he has. I will uh, play this. I know audio people uh, and probably visually not gonna be able to see it, but here this is Tyrese rapping Drake. <laughs> but the, yeah, he was vibing up on stage. Bro, the tank top. Oh, the tank top. <laughs> he was feeling himself. That's how you knew it was late at yeah. night, too. It was like the Vegas party for some time. 2 a.m. Yeah. Vibing in uh, Indiana. But moving on to who's probably going to be the biggest disappointment in the East. We've, we've mentioned a couple teams mm-hmm. that have some ground to make up, but who's going to be probably the biggest disappointment? This one's tough because the 76ers depends on Joel, the Knicks. Yeah. Same with Julius Randle. Um, this, one's, this one's really, really hard. I think the Cavaliers, as good as they've been, has to be the team that they can't keep being this good, can they? They can't. And this is injury. I mean, if we're looking at injuries, I think the Knicks can be that team that f- takes, a little, yeah. takes a little drop. But no injuries involved and just not playing as well in the second half of the season. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers being two above the Milwaukee Bucks, I, I, I would be shocked. 
We're about to have a comment war of whose statement is more blasphemous, who's going to have this worst second half of the season. Because I'm going the number three seed, the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they're going to be ass. I really okay. do. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You lose. I, I understand. The Doc Rivers statement has me like. Yes. Like, yeah. dude, what is he saying? Just I shut up. Yeah, yeah. Just stop he's, talking. He's don't stopped. go in front of a camera anymore. You're yeah. done. Yeah. Now, I do fully believe that the Bucks, like, the Damian Lillard's going to be awesome in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. I just fully believe that. But, uh, oh, shit. Uh, he, he getting plugged back in. <laughs> getting paused. A little three prong action. Plug it back in. Check, check, check. My bad, my bad. I, I got too excited. You keep know? checking, keep checking. Keep checking, check, check, good, check. Good. My bad. That's on me. Uh, but I just, Doc Rivers won't shut his mouth up. I think Damian Lillard's going to be a bright spot, but I don't know if this team's going to be a bright spot. I really don't. I think they're going to be mediocre, probably 500 in the second half. The amount of times they don't run a Dame and Giannis pick and roll, that should be the most simple thing yeah. for their team, and they just don't refuse to do it. They have a lot to clean up. And it doesn't make me feel better that Doc Rivers doing an all-star weekend all week. He should literally be in his office watching film yes. of how ass they've been for yes. this long. Y'all have been horrible defensively and offensively. Like, the only bright spots is when Giannis can pick on somebody like he was picking on Santi Aldama against the Grizzlies. But they, y'all still lose. They've been out-talenting people. I think Patrick Beverly being in that locker room will help. The signing of Danilo Gallinari will help. Um, they'll be fine. You think so? I think, I think the Cavs will be fine, so <laughs> – Okay. Uh, we'll I wasn't see. expecting you to say Cavs just because like they were winning without Garland and Mobley for a long yeah, stint. Yeah, I know that's a problem. Now you in insert them back yeah. in. Yeah, I yeah. feel it. And I like, too. I I don't think in the postseason Evan Mobley next to Jared Allen spacing wise is no, going to be the best. It's horrible spacing. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I'm just I just don't believe in the books. I think it's probably because they lost to the Memphis Grizzlies with you and me playing for mm-hmm. them. But like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still on the Bucks Island. I'm still on the Bucks oh, Island. You standing there, standing yeah. pat, standing I am, strong. I'm standing pat. I'm, I'm not. I'm just not, what's behind them. It's like I'm not scared of the Knicks, 76ers, and Pacers. Fine. I'm not jumping ship this year. You remember last year I picked the Nuggets, and then I was like, you know what? I'm with Jack. They're not good enough defensively. And then no, so <laughs> then, yeah, I, I, I'm standing I pat on my up. ships. Yeah. I'm, I'm standing pat this year. Uh, the amount of times I said last year, Jokic cannot play defense in the pick and roll, and then. They win a championship. Yeah, but to be easily. Fair, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Shout out to them. Uh, moving on. Uh, so obviously, I will say this: they don't have uh, a Bruce Brown on that team this year. They don't. They don't have a Jeff Green on that team this year. I low key think the Nuggets are a second round exit. I don't it. know why. I just I, I feel it. like they're gonna they're gonna keep being kind of steady that four, five seed, three seed. You taking them or Phoenix? Phoenix. I think Phoenix offensively is. I mean, you watched Phoenix last year. They challenged them the most in the playoffs know, last year without Beal. Yeah, and I took Phoenix last year too. <laughs> I think I, I don't remember what yeah. I did. I, I, I remember that series was the like easiest to watch with the Nuggets because it was actually a mm-hmm. challenge for them. Yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like the Nuggets are just going to kind of be that steady – they understand they've already been there, done that, so they're mm-hmm. not going to like go out of their way to try to win games. I just feel like they're going to be able to win when they win. They're going to lose when they lose. Right. So I don't know. I just don't have as much confidence as I did last year in them. Yeah. Now, granted, this could be a clippable moment, but I just don't see them winning back-to-back. I really don't. Yeah. I, I would, think there's I, too much West. I'd be shocked. Yeah. I would be shocked. So I have this is just for fun, more or less, because you know I love predicting awards, but mm-hmm. – if we had to sit here and pick MVP for first half of the season, obviously it was going to go to Joel Embiid, and then he got hurt. But It's uh, Nikola Jokic right now. Yeah. Um, I think the odds are in his favor with Joel Embiid down. 
I made this point. I, I think it was either last week or the week before, but I'm picking Shea Gildress Alexander. Yeah. There has been several moments of time where the best player in the world has not won the award. Of- or 1993, Michael Jordan. 1997, Carl Malone. 2010, it was Derrick Rose over LeBron James, who yep. was the best player in the world. And in the 90s, we knew Jordan was that guy. Um, the new shiny toy now is Shea. Jokic has already won it twice. I think voters fatigue is a real thing, and he wins it this year. Uh, see, you and I talked about this on the last time, and I I agree with you. I think Shea's Especially had the, the Thunder. Numbers. If yeah. the Thunder finish in the number one seed, bro. Yeah, if they it. finish above the mm-hmm. uh, Nuggets, I think that's just another point on his yes. check, like the checklist. I think the only guy that can probably compete with either of those two dudes is a Tatum. Mm-hmm. If Tatum has an incredible second half and they're the best team in the league, I could see mm-hmm. them getting some votes. But I feel like sadly Tatum's always going to be that guy. That's such a team player that he never gets the stats the same way the other guys do. Like, he's still going to be 30, mm. 35 and 5 or whatever, but everybody else is 38, 5 and 5 because they're, like, having to score more for their team. And I just feel like Tatum's so trusting of his teammates that he's never going to be there. But Ta- I think Shea is going to be the MVP. I think Tatum deserves it because they've been the best team. It's just his lack of personality and star power and the excitement to his game really hinges him because, yes, Jokic is not that exciting. But his numbers are so otherworldly, yeah, you can't so not give it. Tatum's not that way. Facts. And that's the problem. I feel mm-hmm. like Tatum's just so soft-spoken. Like, I was listening, uh, again, watching feeds this morning. He was on Kenny's. He was with Kenny. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, give me your all-time Duke starting five. And he was like, I mean, I don't really want to do this, but, like, I should be on there. They were like, nobody's going to nobody's gonna disagree with you <laughs> being like, on dude, Duke's all-time. Dude, you're Jason yeah. Tatum. <laughs> and he was like, all right, then I'm going to go me, Grant Hill, JJ, Kyrie, and I don't remember who the other person he said was, but I, he, I was like, "Why are you apologizing for picking yourself? Yeah. You're literally one of the best basketball players in the world." Yeah, I was like, I "Just was, be, be you." I was listening to Kenny's pod. He was talking about like everything he got to do this weekend, and he was not happy with the audio from that interview. Like he bitched about it for like two minutes, but he was like, "I was thinking in my head, I was like, out of all the like stars, you get, don't keep in mind, like, Jason Tatum's freaking awesome. Yeah, like, I'd love to interview that man." But there's not a lot of clippable, quotable moments, moments that, that he's going to yeah, give you. Facts. You get a Duke all-time starting five, and that's about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's 1,000% how he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, you and I agree on the MVP in the second half. It's just with what Shea's done, with what the Oklahoma City Thunder has done, I think he's going to get recognized. Not necessarily because Jokic has a bad year. Jokic could probably be the MVP for the next, like, six years running if, we, yeah. if they were truly basing off most valuable player because he is the most valuable player. But, like – Voter fatigue is a real thing. I mean, we watched Giannis have, like, back-to-back-to-back years of being just awesome, and everybody was like, all right, I'm tired of voting for him. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then everybody was like, all right, Joel Embiid didn't have a better year than Nikola Jokic, but we're giving it to Joel Embiid because we don't want to vote for mm-hmm. Jokic. Like, it, it's a real thing. I don't understand it. Because let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, at the end of the day, give it to the guy that's deserving. And nine times out of ten, it's Nikola Jokic in this day and age. Exactly. A guard has not won it since who? MVP. Steph a gu- Curry. A guard has not won the MV- Nope, a little bit past Steph. Good guess, though. That was the uh, one before this, man. A guard has not won the MVP since 2018 when this guy did it. Was I- it Russ? No, no Russ would have been. I was 17. It was Steph, Russ, and then this guy. I want to look like an idiot, too, aren't he I? Was, he was, like, everyone's pick. It reminds me of, like, the Luka MVP pick preseason. Everybody picks Luka right now, but he hasn't won one. That's how – this was a story of this guy's career for a long, long time. He played in the state of Texas. Oh, is it Harden? James Harden. Is Harden? He won an 18? Yep, James Harden was the last guard to win it. Six years ago. Jeez. 
Yep. It's been uh, six years. Wow. It, it's been Giannis, I think, three times, Jokic twice, and then Embiid. To think that James Harden was actually at the peak of his career just six years ago, and then he's been on twenty-five teams since—that's in, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's impressive. Yep. yep, and Harden. I mean, he was. That's when the foul baiting was at its peak. He was averaging yeah. thirty-seven a game. I believe he was cooking. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because those were the was that the CP three team or was that the Russ team? I think it was the CP. That was the one where they got to the conference finals and CP it, got it, hurt, wasn't it? It may have been the Russ team. I can't remember. No, it was a rust team. It was a rust team. It? Yeah, it was a rust team because Russ run it in 17 and went to the Rockets in 18, Wizards in 19. Lakers and then, like, yeah. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Clippers in 22. Jeez. That's really crazy how long ago that feels like because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's been on the Nets, 76ers, and now Clippers. Yeah. Russ has been on the Thunder, Rockets, Wizards, Lakers, Clippers. Like, dude. Yeah. That's insane. This would be the, you know, the Thunder have had, they're like the kind of newest NBA team. They've had, this would be their third Third. MVP. Russ and KD. Yeah, Russ and KD. Shout out to the Thunder. Shout out to the Thunder. I mean, they draft incredible, like every year. I remember you and I were like, please don't draft Josh Giddy as a Memphis Grizzlies fan. And then Josh Giddy goes like four picks before us. And everybody was like, what in the hell are the Thunder doing? And then Josh Giddy's Josh Giddy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a bucket. I mean, not necessarily even a bucket. He can dribble. He can rebound. He can defend. He, and he does it all. I was watching an interview with KD yesterday, and he was talking about what they built at the Thunder and how he doesn't think it was a failure because, of, you know, the culture they built in OKC. And I agree with him. Yeah. But he was like, Sam Presti, I never got my mind around that he was 30 years old whenever like I was Jeez. there. He was like, now that I'm 35, the fact that he was 30 running the NBA teams insane. He was 30? Yes. And he was drafting like that. Mm-hmm. And his, I didn't know this either because his agent was the one interviewing him, Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. His agent was Jay-Z's agent. He didn't have any NBA players. Until KD? Yeah, until KD. And Wale, another rapper, introduced those two. And Rich, Rich Kleiman, you know. Like yeah. we've, we've read a ton of, he's got a ton of players now, but Kevin Durant was his, was first, his first one. Yeah, it's crazy. Way to strike out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no shit. Your, you hit a home run on your very first one. Yeah, it's crazy. I've told you that uh, I have that lottery. I got a pack. I don't remember where. I think me and my dad got it from Fred's, if you remember Fred's. They had these packs for like 99 cents, and I was like, that was when I was like real big into cards and whatever, and I got one, and it was the lottery of mm. Kevin Durant. So I got Conley's rookie card out of that. Uh, obviously, Kevin Durant in a Supersonics jersey, but like I think Kevin Love was in that draft. Uh, who else was in that draft? It was a great draft. Al Horford's in the draft. So yeah. like I have all their rookie cards. We went back the next day, bought every pack on that shelf. I was like, give me all the cases. Please. Because that was, I mean, this is hell. We haven't been to Fred or Fred's shut down there five yeah. years ago, so it's been it's probably been eight years ish, give mm. or take. But I mean, when me and my dad saw those KDs, we were like, "Yeah, tough. Yeah, we'll take those." And I mean, Conley's even a good card too. Mm-hmm. Like Conley ain't having a bad year, and he's had a great NBA career. I heard a stat today about Mike Conley. He's been on a franchise's best season three different times. The Grizzlies, they set a franchise record for wins. The Utah Jazz, they set a franchise record for wins. And the Timberwolves, they're about to. What's their record? I don't know. Dude, they're 30. They're I think they're almost 40 and 16. Yeah, they're 39. 39 and 16. Yeah, they're 30. Yeah, I think it's 39 Their schedule the last month has been an absolute effing joke, though. Yeah, 39 and 16. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, what is Minnesota Timberwolves? Dude, um, yeah, it'd probably be – my guess would probably be Kevin Garnett here, maybe. Stephon Marbury being there. Like 48 wins or something? Oh, no, no, no. 
That one, oh, 2003, 2004 squad won 58 games. Yeah. Jeez Louise. And then reached the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Jeez. F- 58 wins is a lot. They got to win 19 more games. Mm-hmm. And how many games are there left in the regular season? Probably about 30. Whew. Yeah, that's, that's a Just lot. keep the same pace they're on. Thank you. They gotta they gotta go nineteen and uh nineteen and eight over the last uh twenty seven games. Gosh. That ain't happening. Dude, I got a text from um both Will and Philip this morning. They had like shit happen at work. They're like, I cannot wait to get to our beach trip. You're telling me. Yeah, I know you're I'm taking off just to be off. Like today was the first day that I just woke up at like ten, no alarm, just woke up leisurely, got up, put the coffee pot on. Finished my laundry, did the dishes, like, dude, played video games all day. It was great. Beautiful moment. I mean, granted, I got to go work in, like, two yeah. hours. So, like, it's not like <laughs> I got the whole day off. Yeah, you got to work. I'll, ta- I'll, take a, I'll take a nice long morning. Shit, yeah. You haven't had off since, what, last? Last Thursday. So, last it's been Thursday. a week. <laughs> it's been a week. I don't even get no weekends. Dude, I completely forgot that Miranda's going to be on a freaking boat out in Hawaii all day. And now I'm like, I don't even want to open her snap. So I'm like, damn it. The jealousy. Like, I'm in Memphis. I'm like, damn it. The jealousy setting in. I just want to be, like, I just want to be, like, on the beach right now, too. Bro, facts. And you know me. I'm not even a beach guy. Like, I'd rather just go chill at the pool. But, like, it's too cold here. We can't go do that. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I can't wait to just be somewhere that's 70, 80 degrees. Throw a little pink scale on the the beach. Mm -hmm. Hop in the pool at night. It'd be nice. Enjoy some. I haven't seen Will literally since. I mean, I've seen him on FaceTime, but I don't count that. But, like, yeah. having a real conversation with him in person, I don't think I've Dude. had since, like, in, like, four years. They're, they're going to be super excited to see you. Oh, no. I'm excited Kev- to see them. Yeah, it's going to be. It's oh, and if Kevin awesome. comes, we're yeah. going to be having a good Kevin's time. Kevin's there. It's going to be retarded. Yeah. Well, we're going to have another good time. It's going to be fun. You know Alex shit. is in Vegas right now, right? Oh, God, yeah. Dude, he told me. So, he sent me a picture of this buffet, and then we'll jump into NFL after. I this. love how that's Alex's first stop in Vegas. Oh, no, 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 no. Not his first stop. Okay. Uh, he just goes, should I go here for dinner today? Tonight. And dude, ask me how much this buffet costs. Hell no. Seventy-five dollars a person. <laughs> we go to buffets here for eleven. <laughs> dude, he'll his his ass will find a way to talk himself into like, you know what? For the food I'm getting, this is incredibly cheap. There's no way in hell you talk. But he did he say, would. look, he said, uh, hold on, where is I it? got lobster. I got he goes, steak. but there's crab legs and prime ribs. See, I'm telling you, he talked himself into yeah. thinking $75 a person at a buffet is cheap. Oh, I dude. promise he talked there's himself into that. There's a living kitchen in this buffet. Hell. Oh, I was God. like, my God. He goes, uh, it'll be significantly less than last night's dinner. How did he find that out? He lives. At, it's at Caesar's Palace, and he's staying at Caesar's. I know, but he just knows eleven kitchens. Oh no, no, no! I, it said that on the. Oh, okay. Uh, when okay. I looked it up, because okay. he sent us the link. I thought to I it. thought he's like asking a chef. No, or no, something. no, no, no! no. <laughs> it, it, they like boast eleven kitchens or something like uh, okay. that. Like it's Checks dude, out. it looks fancy as a mug. But he goes, oh, it's yeah. significantly cheaper than last night's. Uh, decided to live it up and went to Bobby Flay's new restaurant. <laughs> this dude didn't have it. And then the very next statement is. <laughs> His girl has nothing to worry about. He's um, not going to any going club. club. He's probably not even gambling. He's just eating, eating. the entire fucking or the entire well, time. Well, what's funny he, is he goes, I'm going to only have like one or two nights where I can actually go gamble. But he goes, I'm setting a limit at $70. I said, you say that. And then as soon as you play that so, first one, you're going to so be doing more. Shit, oh, I know. But we sat down at a slot machine and he lost $100 in like 30 seconds and went right back and got yes. another 100 out. No, this is exactly what happens. That's that's the problem with gambling. It's massively yes. addictive. But after he says I went to Bobby Flay's new restaurant, my hotel has a bidet in it. 
Okay. My ass has never been cleaner. Oh, of course. He's just sitting playing on that damn bidet. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, have you pl- have you used a bidet? Yeah, this I is the most random com- conversation we ever having on this phone. But, but like, the tissue getting wet because I don't trust it fully. Oh, I don't trust it either. That's the problem. You wipe and then use it. Yeah, they are nice. They're weird. Yeah, you it's, used it's, to a, it's definitely a weird sensation. It's like being a kid and being in a hot tub and putting your ass up against a jet. It's the same sensation as that. <laughs> I don't even know how to transition back to NFL. There is no transition. There is no transition after that. So we're just going to do it. You know what? Uh, Obviously, there's free agency coming up. There's not much to talk about NFL until free agency happens and then obviously the draft. Um, But there's a lot of intriguing uh, offensive players in free agency right now. And so we're just going to play a little should they stay with their former team or Mm. go to greener pastures? Because, you know, that's always the. That's always the token. We're moving on to better, bigger and better things, and uh, it's not always bigger and better things, right? I can't wait for the second name on this list. Oh, well, that's fine. I'm moving him up to number one uh, now just because you did that. Let's go. I can't wait. Quarterback Baker Mayfield, does he stay with the current team in the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or does he move on? Uh, he stays and gets a $100 million contract and wins the fourth NFC South title in a row for that franchise. I agree. He is staying. There's, let's be honest, the season he just had with this team – it should not go without like I mean he was incredible almost he, they're a play away from conference championship yeah. um I think he this is the team that he's found in his footing with and I think it allows him to be himself we saw it like early in the season he trucks a dude for a first down wins the yep. game gets up and flex it like I mean this is where Baker can be Baker first half of the season there was no run game either he yeah. backpacked that offense without a run game throwing the ball over 30 40 times a game and then that defense was a worst run defense in the NFL and somehow was still a play away from the conference championship facts awesome. uh I'm Mike a- Evans and like uh Chris Godwin had a huge part of it, too. Yeah. You know, Baker was magnificent. I'm going to jump around here just because, for the sake of conversation, you just mentioned Mike Evans. Mike Evans, where does he go? Does he stay with the Bucks or does he move on? It's funny because going into training camp and everything, he was like, oh, he's holding out, he's not playing. Then he saw the cannon attached (laughs) to Baker's arm. Okay. He was like, shit. That's a a lot of uh, – I think money-wise, Tampa Bay. You think so? Stay there. I want him to stay there personally, like just – from a football sense and just like, you know, we always talk about legacy. Mm-hmm. We're like, you build a bigger legacy when you stay with one team. Yes. Like, it's more impressive to stay with one team. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason, think he's going to move on. I don't know exactly which team that's going to be. Mm-hmm. I just think he will move on. I really do. And I don't know necessarily think it's a money problem. I just think it's gonna, he's going to move on. So he, I think he – not necessarily ring chase. Yes. But I think he's just going to move on. I – it could come to a head for sure because at the end of the day, can you do you feel like you're a championship contender with Tampa? No. I think he's kind of ready to win another Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, we just got a wow text. Uh-oh, Ben Hunter. Oh, is this – was he just – I think he's just responding to the jaw thing. Oh, yeah. I thought there was about to be some Did you watch that, that by the way? I haven't watched it yet, no. So – Sorry to no no no, introduce, but, uh, dude, you can tell we're like so relaxed here, both wearing uh, sweatpants. Yes, yes. yeah, it is, it is that uh, Friday show. Yeah. Hell yeah! Um, so I'm what I do every morning is I get up, I take a shower, shave, and then I make a bowl of cereal and drink a cup of coffee and go to YouTube. And Old just man, watch a video. He yeah. sits out on the patio, just sitting there <laughs> looking, at the, <laughs> looking at the pond. We I have sit, outside. I sit in my room and I watch like some some interview of some sort. Well, today I'm like. Shit, Pat McAfee's not on. I uh, already watched Chris Vernon's show from yesterday. already watched uh, Kenny's pod. What the hell am I going to watch? Click on YouTube, first thing up. 
John Moran upload, and it says bittersweet. And the cliffhanger they had set two weeks ago was it was moments leading up to the return, and then it cut. I'm like, this is going to be freaking awesome. And they show the return. They show the behind the scenes. It's uh, everybody talking about, you know, four games in how Grady's playing, eight games in how Grady's playing. And then the very end was him sitting at a lunch table in Phoenix. He's sitting there with his dad, uh, JT, his personal trainer, and DTAP and a couple other family members. And it was Saturday afternoon after he ripped up his shoulder. He didn't know the severity of it right then. And Nye, his cameraman, had videoed the entire conversation he had with his family explaining how it happened. Because if you remember... He showed up to that Sunday game in Phoenix in a sling, and we weren't really freaking out because he was in good spirits. We're like, ah, it's probably just a minor thing. A day later, he's out for the season. season. We're like, what the hell happened? We're like, are you joking? And they, they released it happened at practice. Chris Vernon, on the contrary, said this has been a lingering thing, and it, it, he didn't think it happened at practice, and there's a bunch of speculation around it. He sat down at that table and said, we were at shoot-around this morning on Saturday, mm-hmm. and – they're already out there shooting around. I'm lacing up my shoes. And he goes, I just get up. And you know how he does his shoulder routine of mm-hmm. like this? He goes, I just get up and do this. And then on my last one, I back out, and it my shoulder's completely gone. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, what the hell? And he's yelling at the trainer, John, John, get over here. He's like, pop this back in. So they wiggle it to see if it'll wiggle back in. Now he has to pop that bitch back in. They put a wrap on it. And he still goes out there, and he's sh- shooting everything left-handed. And he just still doesn't know the severity of it, but he's just sitting there uh, at lunch with the sling telling the story. And after he gets done telling the story, the team doctor calls him. He answers the phone, and you can just see the f- fucking concern on his face. He answers it, cuts off. And I'm like, damn it. That's but, how it ends? That's how That's how it ends. But the way it happened was not even no, on the court. It was a Bro was tying his fucking shoe and swung his arms a couple times, just a normal warm up he does. We've all seen the short shoulder yeah. warm up he does, and then just it goes out. That's how his season ends. You want to know what's crazy though? That is the grizzly season. Though. Yeah, literally. Like yeah. I mean, not necessarily in the injury sense. Just that's the season in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. And they had clips because you know they course showed uh, the game winner in New Orleans. The game you and I went to against Indiana, the Atlanta game when he went off, you remember that yeah. Saturday night in Atlanta, and they're talking about how people were predicting them to be the eighth seed, the seventh seed, and then that freaking happened. Yeah. I'm like, dude. Oh, but the fact loss. that like it got on film himself explaining the injury, not any fucking bullshit statement, him, yeah. it was pretty awesome. No, that's I was sitting there just wired. I'm like, this is like my chill time, and now I'm freaking out because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is how it happened. I'm yeah, like, this I mean, is terrible. It's just crazy how like, it, it probably is something that has to do with like a lot of wear and tear on your body, and then just that one thing just sets it off, like the straw on the camel's back. But like, for it to be something so simple, like a straight up him warming up, no. like that's the thing he he has done that probably since high school. Like <laughs> that's just something that is just his thing. He just does it for that to be the thing. You're sitting there and you're like scratching your head, like. Can we do anything right? This yeah, year? exactly. Like, can anything go right this year? But uh, shout out to our Grizzlies. Uh, I do, despite the losses on the court and losses off the court, 
We're going to be a W next year. Yeah, we are. People, people keep forgetting, like, we're about to have the greatest lineup come back next year <laughs> ever. No. Like, I can't wait for it. And and the fact that <clears throat> Vince Williams and Gigi is going to be eight, nine man in the rotation is going to be pretty awesome. And Nick Claxton is going to be there. Yeah. God, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait either. I can't wait. Back to NFL, though. Back to NFL. Uh, so, obviously, you and I agree on Baker Mayfield, disagree on Mike Evans, but not – too terribly off on that one. But moving on, this quarterback has been forgotten since week eight, really, uh, because just so many players got injured this year. But Kirk Cousins is a free agent. Does he move on from the Vikings or do the Vikings – or does he move away? I think um, the Vikings move on from him. He's 35, 36 years old, coming off a torn Achilles. I think they want to do a full rebuild. It's interesting to see what they do with Justin Jefferson. Have they re-signed him yet? I don't think mm-hmm. they have. He said he wants to reset the market, though. Mm-hmm. Which he will. Yeah, he will. Yeah. I, I don't know where they go from here. If, I, if I'm if i them, I just tear it all down and rebuild. I really trust a Kirk Cousins off a torn Achilles at 36 years old. Yeah. He was playing his best football, but I think he move on. You have a team in mind for him? Uh, whatever team doesn't get the rookie quarterback sweepstakes. Like if somebody uh, is not able to trade up for a Drake May or a Jaden Daniels or um, – Caleb Williams. Yeah, Caleb Williams, whoever's left at that. So moving on from Kirk Cousins, next name on the list. We're going to run through some running backs. Saquon Barkley. Where does he go? Running through like a running back. Um, I I doubt they make the same mistake twice. They saw what happened in the uh, pay Daniel Jones, bro. I don't think uh, they give Saquon his bag. I think it's a he goes to a contender. He tests the market kind of like Dalvin Cook did. I think he ends up having better success than Dalvin Cook uh, at his yeah. newer team. And it finds whatever team needs it. Baltimore can afford it. I Ooh, like that fit. Baltimore. You want to know a fit? I think he moves on. I, yeah, I think he moves on. on. The Houston Texans. We watched Damian Pierce get injured, and then Devin Singletary took his job. They have the money to do if it, too. Devin Singletary is your starting running back, yeah. and you can upgrade to Saquon Barkley? Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. And I think Stop CJ it. is a big enough star already to get a Saquon Barkley there. Facts. And I think I would love a Saquon CJ. You got Nico Collins, Tank Dell, like that. Yes. The offense is looking tough. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a great but time. I, you and I both agree Saquon's probably moving on to greener pastures, mm-hmm. probably because nobody wants to play for the New York Giants anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, another running back, older, Talk still one of the best running backs ever. Mm-hmm. King Henry, Derrick Henry. He stay with the Titans or he move on to Greener Pastures? Uh, he's 100 percent moving on. I think he signs with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I couldn't have said that better. Couldn't have said that better. <laughs> I, I bet you want that. Yeah. Couldn't look. The Dallas Cowboys, if they're going to continue trying to run Mike McCarthy's offense, the inside zones, the running back dives on first and second down, get an effing running back that's big enough to handle first and second down runs up the middle. Mike McCarthy would have a bulging erection the entire game yeah. calling plays for Facts. Derrick Henry. Because, like, not not that Derrick Henry is, like, the st- same Derrick Henry from that year that he had 2,000 rushing yards and was running mm-hmm. at, like, 5.7 yards per carry. He's still running at four yards per carry with a garbage offensive line in yep. Tennessee Titans. Now, Dallas has a lot of answered questions with Tyron Smith. Uh, is he coming back? Um, so there's a lot of questions because the right side of the offensive line, not named Zach Martin, was tremendous. You're mm-hmm. losing your center. Um, like, there's a lot of questions on the offensive line, but if you're going to continue to try to pound the rock up the middle, you got to get a guy like Derrick Henry, even Absolutely. if he's 30 years old. I don't care. He's awesome. Um, you just need a bigger body back. I, I'd i be shocked if they signed Derrick Henry just because the amount of big-name free agents that get – with Dallas, 
they never Jerry come. just likes the storyline. Odell yes. Beckham Jr. showing up to the Mavericks game. It's yeah. it's all about the storylines. It's all about how much how many times can the Dallas Cowboys get mentioned today. Yep. Um, so I don't really know. I feel like they might just draft a running back, but we'll see. I would love Derrick Henry. Uh, last running back of the running back sweepstakes. Josh Jacobs. I feel like he's the forgotten name in this free agency class. Mm. Josh Jacobs is a tricky one. I feel like this could be the end for him. Really? The mileage he has on him, yes. It's similar to Dalvin Cook. We never thought Dalvin would have that terrible of a year. Yeah. We we thought he'd take a take a step back with the Jets offensive line, but that was I mean, averaging one point nine yards to carry is something that we never thought we'd see. Josh Jacobs, the mileage he has on his body. Unless it's a perfect situation, I think this is the right hand on the wall. One or two more years wow. left for Josh Jacobs. You think those one or two years are with the Raiders? Or you think the Raiders tell him move on? Move on. I'm going to say he stays with the Raiders. I feel like the Raiders are going to get – I don't know which quarterback they're going to get. Obviously, they already got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but Aiden, Aiden O'Connell's their future, bro. Oh, my God. No, he's not, dude. That dude is looks like a janitor in a school. He is nothing but a decent backup at best. Something about those quarterbacks that wear number four for the Raiders. <laughs> Hell, yeah. It's just a mediocre number. Are the Saints rolling with Derek Carr again? Probably. Jesus. That's a stink. Um, but I I don't know. I feel like Josh Jacobs has a, a one or two more years probably. That's the problem with running backs is they have a shelf life now. What about last season makes you want to run it back with Dennis Allen and Derek Carr? I'm sorry. I can't get over that. I, the fact that they want to run it back with any of those people on that team is beyond me. I don't understand it. They're dumb. Yeah. They are dumb since Sean Payton and everybody has moved off. Like, Clearly it's crazy to see the downfall. Yeah. And clearly more talent than anybody in that division. And can't get over the hump. And they had a losing season. And you say, we're not firing our coach or replacing our quarterback. Yeah. Okay. I do believe they got rid of Pete Carmichael. Oh, that that, coordinator. Yeah, yeah. I do think they got rid of him. Yeah, well, that's he not sucks. fixing anything. No, they're horrible. They're so bad. Um, it's like the Steelers firing Matt Canada. <laughs> Didn't fix anything. Shout out the Steelers. Hey, but they still got the best head coach ever. Yeah. Um, let's hit on these last two wide receivers and then uh, – I'll let you get back to your day. But T. Higgins. T. Higgins. I feel like he's probably outside of the defensive guys at the top, which we can hit on next week just to fill some NFL noise. T. Higgins is a guy that is awesome. He's young. He does a lot of great things. But the Bengals are probably not going to bring him back. Where does he go? I think he's gone, and it's similar to Brandon Ayuk's situation. He just – they can't afford him. Yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs don't like anybody in the draft. That's a lot of money to throw. I know. Also, did you see the Chiefs signed uh, Matt Ariza today? Who's that? Oh, is it the, the punter? The punter that got accused uh, of yeah, rape and all, the, all the stuff got dropped. But he was – do you know what his nickname was? Uh-huh. The punt god. Oh like, this god. dude was, like, booted 70 yards down the field, bounced on the one. Oh like, this Lord. dude was a G. And then obviously had all that. Did Alex say, tell oh, you Oh, yeah. Me and, Alex, <laughs> me and Alex were talking about it for days because I was like, wait, they're letting Tommy Townsend go? Dude, I, y'all would not shut the hell up at the Super Bowl party about freaking special teams. Dude, I'm just saying, special teams win you, win you championships. Yeah, what's his name for, um, was it Kansas City? Yeah. Uh, Who made all the tackles? Oh, that was Chris Conley on the 49ers. Yeah. He was for the Kansas City Now, he Chiefs. was like, he was worth talking about. You guys kept talking about, like. Mitch Wisnowski. Yeah, I was Jake like, would y'all Nody, shut the hell up and talk Tommy about. Tommy Townsend. Let me watch Patrick Mahomes win a Super Bowl. <laughs> No, if, if Tommy Townsend doesn't punt the way he punts, uh, Patrick Mahomes doesn't win. I feel well. like I'm talking to Pat McAfee right now. <laughs> I think I, – I don't necessarily think T. Higgins will end up at the Chiefs. I could see a move. Go to Bryce Young. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Bryce Young gets you a number one wide receiver in T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. John Domingo, that's a young receiving core. Maybe that gives him some semblance of hope <laughs> to yeah. that this team's trying to help him out because uh, they got him killed last year. I don't know. They have the money to do it, and I would love to see a Bryce T. Higgins pairing. I just feel like that'd be nice for Bryce Young to have a weapon like him. I do too. I uh, like but that. I do think he's definitely gone money wise. They just can't do it. I like that. Last team, last guy, and I'll start on this one because you said the Chiefs for T. Higgins, but I think the Chiefs are going to go after this guy, and that's Marquise Brown. A lot, I think lot cheaper option. A lot cheaper option. He brings you the speed that you used to have in Tyreek Hill, and he does have some drop issues, so they might be <laughs> they might go away from this. But I think. Patrick Mahomes would just be like, look, that's better than what I was working with last year, so I'm fine with it. So I think I could see Marquise Brown going to the Chiefs. They're not keeping him at the Cardinals. And the Chiefs have that aura of, hey, I'll take a pay cut, you know. Yeah, facts. You know, and I, I mean, think Marquise three Brown cha- could be Three there. championships in five years. Exactly, that team. yeah, exactly. It's like the Bulls in the 90s. Yeah. Everybody uh, will come take a pay cut so they can be with my Yeah, team. Marquise Brown's not going back to the Arizona Cardinals. No way. Because Arizona's going to look out and they're going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, they're gonna get one of the. They're gonna get one of the best wide receivers. I've and ever I think they on, made but. the right decision to stick with Kyler Murray. I agree. I totally agree. Did you with see that. what Justin Fields said about unfollowing the Bears? Yeah, he said I was just tired of seeing all the trade stuff. Yeah, exactly. He, but he, they're gonna be so dumb. I, like I, I don't. I think it was. Uh, oh, help me out. <sighs> He's on one of those NFL shows, but he always like is the only one like speaking anything sane, and everybody just keeps making fun of him. I think his name's Ryan something. Uh, anywho, there was one dude that said the Bears are about to make the funniest mistake ever because Justin Fields is going to go be awesome somewhere and they're going to regret every second of it. And mm-hmm. I was like, good. Yeah. At least somebody. Exactly. Because Justin Fields did everything he could last year. This team starts out horrible. He gets hurt. They, they're they having this Tyson Bajan dude go out there, and then he comes out and they almost make the playoffs. What more do you want? Like, And he had no weapons but DJ Moore. Man, at one point they were talking about Literally a segment on first take when they were 0-6. This is the worst team of all time. Yeah. And Justin almost takes him to the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know what else you want. I don't, I don't either. I don't, I don't get it. Know. I but don't get it. I don't know. We'll see. You know me. I'm always – I'll be following Justin Fields wherever he ends up. Yeah, but I hope way. he stays with the Bears. Mm-hmm. I love how he always gets talked about on this Friday segment. He does. I've talked about him for like four weeks. Hey, we're here for it. We're here for it. It's the biggest story going to the NFL draft, bro. It really is. It is. Because we won't know – how the NFL draft is going to shake out until Justin Fields is dealt with. Exactly. If we get to the draft and he's not traded, they're trading back that pick, 1,000%. Mm-hmm. But last be, year they traded back that pick night. a long could be, night. Yeah, it could be draft yeah. night. They traded that pick away a week or two before the draft. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like the Bears are going to make their – they're going to show their hand before. Yeah, because the they want to be prepared on what they have to draft. Yes. You know? I think they're going to show their hand two weeks before the draft. Again. I agree with you there. Let's end it on that note. You got anything else? I don't. Great. Great job, Cooper. I think all those segments were fine. Absolute fine. Are you working this weekend? Yes. Uh, damn. I didn't want to end it on a negative note. How I mean, many? I'll be fine. It's, it's, so, tonight's show, tomorrow night's show, and then Saturday's uh, matinee show. They're going to at least keep me and away from And you're done my, with this show? With this show, and then Bethany's show's next week. Okay. But, hey, at least it's going to keep me away from watching Ole Miss baseball. All right. And Hallelujah. Beach, less than a month away? Yeah, thanks. Take I care. mean... You have to know I'm a real fan for wearing their gear after the bullshit I watched last night. Yeah, um, I was in my room last night with the door, both doors shut, and I think I was just playing 2K with like a podcast in the background, and I hear some clapping and a variety of other noises, and Cooper wasn't in the living room right, right outside no, my, I was room. In my room. He was in his room, and I look, I look up, I'm like, what was that? And I was like, oh. 
Yeah, I forgot Mississippi State plays Ole Miss in basketball tonight. Yeah, I was like, that's what it is. Cheeks clapped. Cheeks clapped. Uh, I thought it was 12. No, 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 no. What is the point of having seven five centers when they get their asses pounded in the paint? What's the point? Tolu Smith had damn near 30 points in 20 minutes in that basketball game Mm -hmm. because we can't defend shit in the paint. I'm like, it's college basketball. Just stand there with your 7-5 first, frame. Is this your first or second time playing Mississippi State? We beat them the first time. That's Burley. what I thought. Yeah. Burley. This is two home teams won, right? Yeah. But it's just so it's so stupid. Hey, this, we're on the table, SEC champs, baby. No. Dude, we're not, we're first team out or whatever. First four out. That's where we're sitting. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that we're 19-7, and seven, we're first four out. Need to be the last four in. Well, we were last night, and then we got <laughs> You checked this morning. No, they kept talking about it on the thing. That's why I kept watching it. That's how I found out Josh Pastner is freaking on ESPN2. I'm like, dude, what the hell am I watching? Oh, that's right hilarious. We were winning at half, dude. Matthew Morrell shooting 41% from three this season, averaging oh like 18 points a game. Did, were you able to wind down with Leah and watch a little something? Oh, no, I went to bed after that. <laughs> I hate Ole Miss basketball. I don't know why I get excited for Ole Miss basketball. They're so bad. They're so bad. Like, jeez. I understand Chris Beard doesn't have the team he necessarily wants yet, but my God. Put a big body in and just stop getting Think about where you were last season. Oh, I know. I can't complain that much, but it doesn't help when I watch Ole Miss baseball get beat by Arkansas State right before that game. Like, it was just a bad night for Ole Miss. Gotcha. And I'm still repping. Gosh dang it. Garbage, well, garbage. Which makes you feel better. NBA's back. Except my team's still my team. <laughs> our team's still ass. And our pl- best player announces that he rips his goddamn shoulder by trying to stand up and stretch for practice. Yep. By the way, there was a video of him in between that eight-game stretch. Because, you know, all the question was, is he going to be in shape? Is he going to be in shape? He was getting IVs between games. Was he really? Yeah. yeah. That checks out. Yeah. I mean, dude, he was having to play like 44 minutes. Dude, he was freaking awesome. He was incredible. <laughs> He's still incredible. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, I just, this morning I was just sitting there. I was like, are you effing kidding me? Yeah. That's and I thought the same thing you did. I was like, that's our season written all yeah. over it. Yeah. Anyways. You got to right. have it. We'll be back here on Monday. Um, Ten or yeah, Tuesday. Excuse me, Tuesday, ten a.m. We're recording we'll on Monday. Yeah, Monday. yeah, you and I will be. Y'all back won't here. see us until yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday and Friday at ten a.m. Yet again, we'll be back. Y'all make sure to like, subscribe. We're on the road to ten k ski here. Y'all have a great, great weekend. Enjoy it. Peace.